Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Well, hello and thank you for uh, joining me again with another session from What Jesus Meant series. Uh, today I want to talk to you about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 when he said, uh, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. But uh, before that, I want to say something. Um, well, because of the nature of what we are teaching in our YouTube channel, there are constantly videos coming up about uh, things that are related and recently I've been seeing an increase in the amount of uh, videos concerning the coming of Jesus and especially there was one that today uh, it was a very short video two minutes and there was a guy that he was talking about uh, how he had a dream and in the dream Jesus showed him that he's coming and uh, then he showed him that the gates of salvations are closing and um, this is uh, very funny because um, when we don't understand the word of God we begin to twist uh, the word of God uh, when we read even if we look at things very naturally and we look at the verses that are mentioned concerning the gates uh, the gates are said to be constantly open and never shut we can see this in Isaiah chapter 60 I believe it's verse 18 uh, concerning the new Jerusalem that we read that God says your gate shall be open and never shut even in Revelation chapter 21 uh, we read that these gates are to be always open now um, the literal interpretation of the word of God has caused so much damage to uh, our conscience and everything that we read uh, goes through the filter of this wounded conscience and the, the image or the mark that uh, is now engraved in our conscience is no longer Jesus Christ but, but it's our own imaginations everything that is the dictates of our own understanding our own heart uh, so first of all let me give you the good news that the gates of salvations are never going to be uh, shut in fact God says in uh, Zechariah chapter, I believe, maybe, it should, maybe it's uh, chapter 8 that he says, I myself will be a wall around Jerusalem and the wall, uh, the wall is basically a fire and the fire is God's salvation. It's, uh, and he says Jerusalem shall be a town, a city without walls. I myself will be a wall of salvation uh, around her. So if God stops being God salvation also can be closed and shut to the rest of humanity and I want to say just as Paul says I want to speak foolishly because of the way that um, the foolishness of man has been speaking for many years and in, even until now uh, that this this way of thinking comes um, from the depth of uh, basically darkness of counsel of the heart of man himself it has nothing to do with who 
and Jesus Christ is and the, what has been portrayed through these teachings is nothing except um, something that Paul calls another Jesus but uh, let's just keep that for uh, basically in that level for now and let's get to understand something about this passing away of heaven and earth what did Jesus really mean when he talked about heaven and earth would pass away but my word would not pass away we need to understand uh, these things otherwise uh, with the lack of understanding we expect something else we expect a, a different outcome we expect uh, something that is not according to the word of God and the, the unknown that you don't know anything about causes you to be fear right now and try to cause you to create another knowledge, knowledge and through that knowledge escape that unknown of the future and that is the way of death that's how death operates it's to put you in the fear of an imaginary future that doesn't exist and cause you to believe it now and tells you now what to do to avoid that imaginary thing and you see that's already operating in the world that has been then uh, has been there since the beginning since the time of Adam and Eve um, the way of death has been working but for us who have come to um, basically the New Jerusalem the mountain of the Lord the mountain of sonship Mount Zion uh, we are not to be taking these things literally and we shouldn't be those who God says um, I want to talk to them uh, precept upon precept um, word upon word but they do not hear but they go after uh, basically the dictates of their own heart so um, let's put that away let's get into the word of God and let's understand what Jesus taught, what Paul teaches, what was the stories of heaven and earth in the Old Testament and what do we see finally in the book of Revelation? What is this whole story of heaven and earth passing away? Now something that I want to say this video might go longer than um, our previous videos. We've um, had people contacting us and saying we love uh, your um, old way of teaching more uh, because they were longer and that gives us uh, more time to absorb to immerse ourselves and I agree uh, absolutely that's the way that um, Rose and I both learn from the Lord is true longer duration of time that we spend in one shot uh, three hours four hours eight hours ten hours that causes things to begin to flow uh, not anymore just here and there uh, picking up something something but being the flow of the spirit and let the spirit of God uh, take us to different places so without further ado let's get into the word and let's start from where uh, is basically the title of this teaching this is Matthew chapter 24 verse 34 assuredly I say to you this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place now what he says these all these things would pass away is everything that he started in the beginning of chapter 24 now chapter 24 starts by a question that the disciples of Jesus ask and 34 uh, verse later Jesus says all these things 
must happen and he says when all these things happen uh, this generation would pass away also so you already see uh, Jesus is talking about the passing away of a certain generation and right after that he says um, in verse 35 heaven and earth will pass away so this is um, I'm, I'm gonna give you a tip in understanding the Bible this is one of the uh, overlooked uh, but right in front of your eyes kind of um, tip that God has given us in his word which is the interpretation of every verse is in the next verse so we think Jesus is speaking in verse 34 concerning um, something that is called the passing away of a generation and in verse 35 he's talking about something different which is the passing away of heaven and earth but actually the heaven and earth that is passing away is the generation that is passing away think about what uh, I know for some of you this might uh, be already redundant but for those of you who haven't uh, been following us for um, basically over the past few years uh, Paul said if any man is in Christ he is a new creation now what Paul meant is that uh, the creation of God can become new now he said what can become new is you it's not the creation the natural creation that we see therefore if the creation can become new and that's you that means your old you is the old heaven and earth so your old heaven and earth is the generation that must pass away so your new heaven your new generation your new creation can come to pass so he says everything that I told you from verse 1 to verse 34 must happen now what do we see in those stories what is happening what is Jesus talking about in all these things first of all he says this is about the end of the age so now what do what does he mean by the end of the age there is a point in basically history but now in our understanding which is called the cross of Jesus Christ Jesus according to 1st Corinthians 15 is called the last Adam which was crucified and he rose again as second type of man not not as last Adam as the second man so the end of the age of Adam is the cross and the beginning of the age of Christ is at the resurrection and if is if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation so the cross of Jesus Christ becomes the separating point between the old heaven and earth and the new heaven and earth which is your creation so Jesus is saying this generation's generation would pass away and he calls that the end of the age you can even study this um, basically term end of the age in the new testament and you can even see uh, paul talks about this hebrews talks about this that the end of the age has come upon us the end of the age has come upon us so it's not going to come in the future it has already come so now let's understand this in the context of uh, the book of Matthew because this is chapter 24 but if we go to Sermon on the Mount 
Jesus talked about lots of things and one of the things that he talked about right in the beginning in chapter 5 was in verse 17 and he said do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets I did not come to destroy but to fulfill so let's stop here Jesus himself is saying I came to fulfill the law and the prophets so what are the law and the prophets they are writings there were writings that were written so people could read and they could hear the word of the Lord now Jesus says until now none of those things are fulfilled but I have come that I might fulfill every one of these things so let's now quickly go to Luke chapter 24 and look at verse 44 then this is resurrected Jesus so we just read Sermon on the Mount Jesus before crucifixion now we are reading after resurrection which is he's not anymore talking about what he came to say now he's gonna make a commentary on what he had said in the past in verse 24 44 says then he said to them these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms concerning me okay let's stop he just said everything that was written in the law of Moses in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled and he says I had I, when I was still with you before the cross I told you now it's raised from the dead and he says I told you all these things but verse 45 and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture what is Jesus what does this verse say to us this one is saying although Jesus the man who is raised from the dead has fulfilled everything of the law and the prophets they the disciples still don't know this that's why they don't understand the scriptures which means Jesus is trying to say guys look at the life that I lived and the work that I did and the rest that I have brought for you this is everything that was written in the law of the law of Moses and the prophets and I told you that the law and the prophets I didn't come to destroy I came to fulfill and this is the fulfillment what is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets the resurrection of the new man the new heaven and the new earth he says this is all that was written about now because they don't understand which is the case even for today he says he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures which means the prophecies of the prophets were not yet understood by Peter but by James by John by uh, Judas by by any of those people none of the verses that were written in the law and the prophets were understood and this is the problem even today in the church although Jesus is raised from the dead although man has gone through the cross and has been buried and the old heaven and the old earth are passed away and the new man is raised the new creation is raised who is the Lord of heaven and earth although this has happened the church still looks at the law and the prophets and they are trying to fulfill it and 
at um, basically even worse than that they look at those things and they say these things are yet to be fulfilled none of those things are going to be fulfilled my brother and my sister none of those things are going to have any fulfillment except in the person of jesus christ the resurrection is the end of every promise that god had given abraham resurrection is the um, basically completion of the rest or the work of god and the rest of god it's when god became man and he finished the work and entered in his into his rest at the resurrection this is the story of the creation and if you look at even genesis chapter 2 verse 4 it says and god uh, rested from all that he had done in the day that he created the heaven and the earth so he his whole basically creation was done in a certain day although we know it's seven days but genesis chapter 2 calls that one day because it's not a measure of time it's basically talking about a day that the earth and the heaven the whole creation was done in uh, in a manner that is called days so also our new creation and our new day is sorry our new creation which is our new man is to be recreated in one day in its fullness so now jesus um, in verse 46 it says that he once again he said to them thus it is written where was it written it was written in the law uh, and in the prophets and what was written it was written that it was necessary for the christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day this is the whole story of the law and the prophets and but after that he says and, the, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem and you are my witnesses of these things and behold i send the prophet prof, promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. Okay, so Jesus said this generation will not pass away until all these things uh, shall come to pass. And then even after that he said heaven and earth would pass away but my word would not pass away. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5 also he said do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill for assuredly i say to you till heaven and earth pass away one jot or one little uh, one title will by no means pass away uh, from the law till all is fulfilled now what does it mean um, that uh, one jot or one title by no means would pass away uh, he's referring to the word in hebrew everything that was written um, was uh, a different basic, basically kind of language. It's something that we don't understand in English, but people that uh, have Middle Eastern language and even some other languages like, um, I believe, uh, German and Dutch, uh, they, other than basically the alphabets, they have uh, vowels or they have other little uh, strokes or things like that, that they give a meaning to every word or they change the meaning the way they are put on top on bottom or uh, basically different arrangements so Jesus is saying everything that is written 
uh, in those things is about me. So therefore, let's put it this way. Uh, if everything is written, therefore, he is the book. If everything that was written in the law and the prophets, that means all those things form uh, basically the story of Jesus and the fulfillment of everything that happened through Jesus. And now what we see here is that Jesus becomes the book. Now the New Testament language, even Old Testament, uh, uses the word scroll. It uses the word scroll. So Jesus is the scroll. Now again, if you've been through our teachings, you understand that uh, concerning the scroll, there are many teachings, there are many layers, there are many angles that we have to look at because I'm right now focusing only on Jesus uh, because right after that we know once we get this, then beholding into his, his face, I will be transformed into the same image. And I realize all these verses now apply to me, but yet not through me working, me in believing, entering into his, his rest and enjoy the work that he has finished through the baptism that I believe in. So therefore, uh, the scroll that we read uh, basically in the book of Revelation, which is uh, chapter 5, has to do with everything that I just talked about. So let's go to Revelation chapter um, 5. Verse 1, it says, I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Right after that, we know the story that it says, John says, I weep, I mourn because there was no one to take the scroll and to break the seals. Um, but all of a sudden, I heard a voice that said, do not weep for the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. Uh, to take the scroll and to break its seals. Now I'm going to take you to uh, basically chapter 6 to show you something. Uh, just to understand, uh, these things are the language of the Spirit. Everything that is concerning the scroll or even heaven and earth is the symbolism that God uses to show us the reality of things that are happening inside of us. Chapter 6 verse 12. Uh, I looked and when he opened the sixth seal and behold there was a great earthquake and the sun which is in the heaven became black uh, as sackcloth of air hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its uh, late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind then the sky receded as a scroll when it's rolled up. Now this word sky, they have replaced that with sky, I don't know why, uh, but it is the word heaven. So it says then the heaven split it as a scroll when it's rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. So the heaven was rolled up. Can you think, can you imagine of heaven being rolled up like a scroll? Is, is heaven um, one sheet that it could be rolled up? These are the sign language that is being used. And Jesus said the whole heaven and earth, the whole scroll is about me. And everything that was written is about me. And disciples didn't understand it and he had to open their eyes. So also now he needs to open 
our eyes. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation may be given to you, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, so that you may know the mystery. So that means when you read the scriptures, it's not, I know it's, uh, it sounds sometimes very um, basically extreme, but uh, we have to be very careful what we read and how we read it. We shouldn't be thinking that everything that is written is literal. Although Jesus walked on water, but it means something. Although Jesus rebuked the waves, but it means something. Although Jesus um, basically um, multiplied bread, but it means something. So these are the things that he did, but he also said they didn't understand the sign of those things. So they came, for example, for bread. They came to eat bread because they were physically filled, but they didn't understand this whole story of bread. They didn't understand what he meant by multiplying of their bread. Now, there are other things that he didn't do, but he just talked about. For example, like the shaking of heaven and earth, like stars falling down, sun becoming dark, um, uh, moon becoming like blood. But he just talked about them. He, he didn't uh, show them. And that's why when we read, sometimes... Uh, we tend to take them literally and the moment you do this, you're putting yourself out of the straight way of the Lord. You're gone astray and what is ahead of you now all of a sudden because it's, it's darkness brings fear to you. The whole uh, teachings concerning end times falls into this category that, that I just described uh, for you. It's teachings that cause people to come out of the straight way of the Lord, which is the spirit-given revelation concerning the word of God uh, being interpreted through the person of Jesus Christ that causes you to remain in the same path. And they use other teachings that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And they talk about events that must happen. And they say these are written in the Bible. Now, I understand many of things that happen in the world may actually sound like they are what the Bible talks about. But the thing is they are not because the Bible uh, talks about the, the whole story that is being, um, how do I say this? It's something, it's a pattern that is being repeated. Evil men have been evil from the beginning. Um, we don't need to look at the leaders today and say that things are going to happen just as the Bible has written. No, the Bible is the book of mysteries, not history. And the Bible gives the revelation that causes Jesus Christ to be formed in us and not Adam. So if you are uh, basically, you have anything against any leader of uh, any country or people today, you must remember that these stories have been there from the beginning. We have Nimrod right in the beginning of uh, the story of man. We have Adam himself. Then we have Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Then we have uh, king of Assyria. We have king Solomon himself, an evil king at the end. We see um, king of Babylon, all the kings of Babylon, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And all, many of these pe people, they have been there. They, if you look at the stories that are written in the Bible concerning the end, they fall into... Uh, basically perfectly match those uh, people even in the past. Why? Because that's the story of Adam. The Bible is the story about two men, Adam and Christ. And we had the image of Adam. Now we are being transformed to the image of Christ. So that means 
there is an old and there is a new and God is not talking about specific people he's not talking about specific nations he's not talking about specific events he's showing us the mystery in uh, form in two uh, basically general mysteries one is the mystery of Christ one is the mystery of man of sin or uh, the son of perdition one is Christ one is Adam these two mysteries are the things that are, the Lord is constantly through the Spirit revealing to us and the more it reveals to us this pattern uh, then we come out of one and then we step into another now the whole uh, basically process is happening only through the Spirit and the Word now I just explained to you in one word everything that the Bible talks about all these passing away of heaven and earth and everything that even Peter in 2nd Peter 3 concerning heaven and earth talks about because Peter says they forget that the heaven uh, and the earth of old their judgment was through the word and even today the heavens and the earth are preserved until the day of uh, judgment and the perdition of the ungodly so the word of God is that by which the judgment has it is going to happen again uh, I have to correct myself not that it's, it's going to happen it's been happening it is happening and it will continue to happen why because the word should not pass away until all these things shall pass away so now let's get into uh, basically some of the verses that uh, we have read um, basically previously in our videos but uh, even today with a new perspective and understand this whole thing uh, even from the Old Testament um, uh, in the light of the Old Testament but before that I need to first show you uh, or read for you the verse that I talked about in 2nd Peter chapter uh, 3 uh, and then we go to the book of Jeremiah 2nd Peter 3 uh, we read in uh, verse 1 that says beloved I now write uh, to you this second epistle in both of which I stir up your pure mind by the way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us the apostles of the, uh, the, the Lord and Savior knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lust and saying where is the promise of his coming for since uh, the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation for this they willfully forget that by the word of God pay attention to this term the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water so do you see that he related to the old heaven and earth um, he related that to the word of God now let's understand something after that it says by which which means by the word the world that then existed perished so he says the word of God is the thing that causes things to perish right after that being flooded with water but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men okay so he just talked about this story but then this is verse 7 but let's jump to verse 10 but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away 
with a great noise and the elements uh, will melt with fervent heats. Okay, he just talked about the perdition of the ungodly, but then he again jumped into the symbolism which is heaven and earth because in verse um, 11 and 12 now he talks about earth also. So what is Peter saying? He said, all the apostles of the Lord, the prophets of the Lord, uh, they spoke the word of the Lord and that word of the Lord is the thing that uh, has the power of changing. That word has the power to cause the heaven and the earth to pass away and he says this thing Jesus told us. He taught us these things. Now right after that in verse um, 15 uh, verse 16 it says as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do uh, also to the rest of the scriptures Peter is talking about uh, Paul and he says he in all his epistles talks about these things which is the passing away of the old heaven and old earth and the establishment of the new heaven and new earth. Now he says some people they take these things and they twist that to their own um, to their own destruction because they don't. It's hard to understand. Why is it hard to understand? It's because these are symbolism. People that don't want to spend time in finding what the symbologies mean, what uh, the sign language of the Bible is saying, what are the metaphors, what are the types and shadows, what, what were the foreshadowings in the Old Testament, they would spend a time just reading it as it says without going back to the Old Testament to understand the sign language, without paying attention to what Jesus says, what the, what, what the apostles say, what the book of Revelation says, and going back to the Old Testament and match those things uh, with uh, basically the prophecies that were given and by doing so they do exactly what the disciples did at the resurrection which means they were not able to match the prophecies of the old to the resurrection of the new man Jesus Christ and it says by doing so they do it to their own destruction now um, because they don't understand these people that he says are doing this in chapter 2 he says these are in verse 1 he says but uh, just as in the old there were false prophets among the people, even there will be false teachers among you. So he calls them false teachers. Those who take the scriptures and they don't interpret that through the spirit of revelation and wisdom, which is the cross of Jesus Christ and the power of resurrection. And they do that in a literal way, literal interpretation. And by doing so, they would begin to rule over you as the stars of the old heaven that cause you to remain under their power and their dominion and their authority. And the only light that you begin to receive is the light of these stars. Now, 2 Peter chapter 2 is a matching word by word chapter to Jude. And Jude is only one chapter. And if you read the book of Jude, he calls them with uh, actually exactly with the word that I just talked uh, to you about. He says in verse uh, 13, they are raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars. So he says these people, uh, you can read this again, Second Peter chapter 2, a matching chapter to Jude 
uh, which is only one chapter. Now, everything that you read there, most of it is in Jude, but about 10% um, there is more information also in Jude. And in Jude, he calls them wandering stars. Where do you see a star? You see it in the heaven. So what is Peter talking about? He's talking about the old heaven over you. He's talking about the old heaven that has been ruling the earth. And he says the false prophets are the stars of the old heaven. So you are under that, uh, basically, um, th that light. The only light that you are receiving, if you are receiving, I mean, uh, is the light uh, of these false prophets, which is the word that comes out of their mouth. Now, Second um, Corinthians chapter 4 says, But our light must come from the face, the unveiled face of Jesus Christ, because the light of the knowledge of the glory of Christ is shining in the darkness of our heart. So from the face of Jesus Christ, the Son of uh, S-U-N, the Son of the new heaven, light comes into our heart. And that gives us the knowledge of the glory of God and not the glory of man. So I don't know how uh, people miss these verses and uh, why are we not able to match these verses, uh, read them in parallel and understand when we read heaven, shouldn't we think about heaven is not only heaven, but heaven has sun, moon and the stars. There is uh, in between even we have clouds. Shouldn't we think about from this heaven comes on earth, a rain comes um, hailstones shouldn't we think about from the heaven uh, we have also lightning and thundering shouldn't we be able to match these things in the whole uh, new testament with the things of the old and understand what is god's commentary on these things we have many commentaries but what about god what is the spirit of revelation saying what does he has to say concerning these things we are constantly people reach out to us and um, basically mostly uh, happily they are basically talking about the transformation that they are experiencing because they're uh, getting free from the lies that they were believed and were put in the bondage uh, through all these fear-based teachings but once in a while we have people that also contact us and they say you're twisting the scripture uh, because you are um, not telling people the truth but what is the truth? I thought the truth, when I know it, was supposed to set me free. I thought the truth, I, I thought the truth says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. I thought the day of the righteous goes brighter every day. I thought Jesus is the supreme authority over heaven and earth, and he will change all things. I thought he would say, he said, I will make all things new. But what are we afraid of? Why should we be um, in the fear of those uh, who don't agree uh, with basically what the spirit of revelation is revealing? Um, or let, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, where would we be today if we didn't have the boldness, um, if Paul didn't have the boldness to stand in the face of Peter and speak the truth and say, uh, why are you leading pe people again uh, astray? Why are you taking people in the way of um, we Jews um, going back to the law and putting a burden on them that we ourselves couldn't uh, 
um, there why should we bring them uh, to the old way of living why should we why shouldn't we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified now Paul is the one that um, the Lord raised him uh, literally um, he, he brought him out of that old system and he basically uh, he had a face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord and he understood everything <laughs> that I've been studying uh, for years is about this one man which is the Lord himself coming in the form of a man and raised back again as the Lord and he has come in the form of the Holy Spirit inside of us so that what he said in Isaiah chapter 51 might be fulfilled. He said, Behold, I will put my spirit upon you and I have put my word in your mouth that I will lay the foundation of the new heaven and the new earth by the word and the spirit of God that is working in you and through you, the heaven and earth shall be made new and you can be the stars of the new heaven because you're giving not your own false knowledge you're giving the knowledge of the Lord and you become the light shining in darkness in people's lives and they begin to see this light and they receive it and not of course everybody unfortunately uh, until now but um, at least some people are getting free so anyways I wanted to show you first that um, people can be stars People can be sun, people can be the moon, people can be heavens. Even here we just read that he said in, let's re read verse uh, 12. These are spots in your love feasts. While they feast with you without fear, serving only, only themselves. They are clouds without waters. People are clouds. How do we miss, miss these things? How do we forget that the writings of uh, basically the Old Testament and the sayings of Jesus they're not about literally him coming on the clouds he's talking about people the clouds are people that are with him the, the clouds are witnesses didn't he say in Luke chapter 24 that now that you know everything that was written was about me and everything is fulfilled and you are my witnesses that all these things have happened so who are the clouds those who uh, have water to rain those who have the fulfillment of things in themselves the Christ of God in themselves and they can rain on humanity they can rain on their brothers and their sisters the word of God the grace of God they can be the ones that could cause the seed that is planted planted in other people by the rain that comes out of them out of, out of their mouth constantly raining upon them and cause the seed the Christ inside of them to grow to show them that there is a seed inside of them first of all <laughs> that they can receive now um, the uh, the rain of the word and they can grow they don't need to be in that state that they have been so he says people are clouds now uh, Rose talked about this um, in previous uh, basically episode that he she talked about when Jesus said uh, hereafter you shall see the Son of Man uh, sitting at the right hand um, of God coming with the clouds of heaven it's not anymore one single cloud it's many clouds and that's the witnesses that's those who have um, basically they have been raised from the earthly realm and they have come into the air and they are in a place that they can receive water from the Lord and they can pour it out on those who are on the earth 
And again, Paul talks about this in Thessalonians, and he said, we shall meet the Lord in the air. Now, again, that's not basically the teaching of today, but I wanted to um, basically talk about, right after that, I wanted, I wanted to make also uh, a note that he says, they are also uh, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead pulled up by the roots. So heaven and earth, trees, clouds, waves of the sea, um, and also wandering stars. He says these are the elements of the heaven and the earth. Now understand please that when we talk about judgment of heaven and earth, we're not talking about judgment of um, basically a physical person. We are talking about the image that people have taken upon themselves. So every, because every one of us, even Paul himself, he was the old heaven and the old earth. He was a cloud without water. He was uh, a tree um, dried up without fruit, twice dead. He was basically the raging waves of the sea, foaming up his own shame. He was a wandering star. But the goodness of God is changing us and this shall continue to happen. So it happened in one person, Jesus Christ, and then began to be in the disciples and through their teachings over the ages have come down to us and we shall continue to do this. And But there is a point of the fulfillment of everything which is resurrection from the dead yet not the resurrection which is after the death but resurrection in the body while you are still alive so that's the point that's the that's the end of every word spoken by the lord from the old testament so everything that god does is toward that direction so uh, therefore um, I just showed you that 2 Peter chapter 2 and Jude both talk about false prophecies and false teachings or false prophets and false teachers. In 1 Peter says, now what is the true prophecy and the true teaching by which we can uh, discern um, or expose the false? Because every false can be made, can be discerned through its falsehood can be discerned through the uh, that which is original that's that which is the truth jesus said don't call anyone your teacher for you, there is one teacher which is christ so the teacher is the christ but then also uh, in first peter he said the spirit of christ that was in the prophets prophesied concerning the suffering of christ and the glories that would follow so the prophet also is the spirit of christ so the teacher is Christ, the prophet is Christ, and the fulfillment is all about Christ. So every other thing, which is anything out of the realities that happen in the person of Jesus Christ, which is that Christ, anything out of him is false interpretation. If you don't see things, if you see anything in the Old Testament, and you don't see that happening through Jesus, it's a false interpretation. Now, once you see this, and once you understand they were the old prophets, you can go and read 1 Peter chapter 1 for yourself, that it says they were talking about a certain grace that would come upon you when the Spirit of Christ in them was talking about the suffering of Christ and the glory that would follow. So certain grace would come to you when you begin to see the prophecies in the light of Christ, nothing else. And then he says, therefore, set your hope fully upon the grace, this grace that comes to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, which means Jesus being revealed 
through the scriptures and you taking the scriptures and seeing only Jesus in them brings grace to you. And if you don't do this, if you read the scriptures and you don't see the fulfillment through Jesus, but you see other things coming in the future, then you are bringing swift destruction upon yourself. So that's therefore up to us to choose to listen to the spirit of revelation and wisdom or to have our own uh, basically interpretation. So false prophets and Jesus even warned people when, um, when he said that the moment that he, they said, okay, what is the end of when is the end of the age and what shall all these things be the beginning of Matthew chapter 24 what did he say one of the first things that he said he said do not be deceived for many false prophets and false Christs would rise so what who are they these are the ones that um, basically have a false interpretation of everything that is being taught uh, through the word of God. Now, again, please understand, this is not a word against any individual. This is concerning the truth that God is revealing. And he's not saying, uh, curse anyone or go and fight with them. No, it has nothing to do with you. Uh, it has nothing to do with me. It's about letting the word of God to speak. And he who has ear to hear, let him hear. Because you and I, are not responsible for what other people's believe. What we are responsible for is our own relationship with God and that's it. So he, the spirit that is given to us is here to reveal things to us. The whole book of Revelation is about seven angels, seven messengers, which are the seven eyes of the Lord, which are, which are the seven uh, horns, of the Lamb of God, which are the seven spirits of God. The whole book of Revelation happens uh, through the seven spirits of God. So that finally in chapter 21, we have new heaven and new earth. So the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, uh, all those seven spirits of God, they are the ones that take the word of God and they reveal that to me and they give me understanding, knowledge, power, uh, all those things so that my old heaven and old earth pass away and I become new. So now some, another note that I have to make, the book of Revelation, when you read it, please pay attention to this one key that it's, uh, you have to read it in two levels. One is, uh, the individual level and one corporate level. What does that mean? That means when the first time that you read the book of Revelation, it has nothing to do with any anyone else. It's about you and God uh, through the seven spirits and the testimony that once happened through Jesus Christ work in you and make you a complete new man. So I hope that you, you understand. So therefore, there are stars inside of you, false stars, false knowledge. There are heavenly elements. There are sun, moon, and the stars that are ruling over you. And you are being overcoming every one of those things and you are casting them down so that the new sun, moon, and the star, basically there is no moon anymore, uh, the new heaven can be established inside of you. Now, there is... Uh, we're going to cover these things as we move on, but I want to first show you these things. That's one story. But then we come to 
basically the corporate level. In the corporate level, we saw this, that individuals can be every element. A person can be a star, at the same time he can be a cloud, at the same time he can be a river, he can be also a tree. So that's basically the whole symbolism that we see in the book of Revelation. And you see things like hailstones coming and destroying vegetation, the plants, the trees on the earth. So what are those things? That's when this wisdom from above begins to open up to us and we can put away fear and receive with meekness this word of God which is able to save our soul from every falsehood, every wrong believing. This is the whole story about how God changes our understanding, perception, discernment, our awareness, our consciousness so that we can participate in the fullness of the divine nature that is inside of us. That's the story. So please don't read the book of Revelation through fear because it has nothing to do with external events. These are internal events. And if you remember, I just quoted for you, Peter said the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is, you have lots of that in the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, brings grace to you. So the book of Revelation is all about the work of God done on your behalf through the spirit inside of you, so you are set free from your works and you can enter into God's rest and allow the work of God to flourish inside of you. That's the story of the book of Revelation. So therefore, let's put away false prophet prophecies and understand the true word of God. So um, let's go to the book of Jeremiah and Look at a couple of things. Jeremiah is a young man. He's called by God and God begins to speak to him concerning his mission uh, for Jeremiah. And then throughout the 52 chapters of the book of Jeremiah, you can see Jeremiah is constantly speaking, constantly speaking. He's constantly saying, hearing from the Lord and speaking the word of the Lord. And through this, he's proclaiming the prophecies. And Jesus again said, every prophecy, even what Jeremiah said, because he's a prophet, was concerning me. Therefore, everything that we read uh, through these stories has to be uh, read in the light of Christ. But let's look at verse 4 uh, that here we read, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So Jeremiah was chosen to be a prophet to the nations. So what? who is um, a prophet? Let's first understand verse 6, what Jeremiah says after hearing this word that he's called or ordained to be a prophet. Verse 6, Then said I, uh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. The moment Jeremiah hears the word that I ordained you a prophet, Jeremiah says, Lord, I can't speak. So he gets this, that a prophet speaks. A prophet 
speaks. Again, a prophet speaks. He doesn't do anything. He just speaks. Now, we know that there were false prophets, but true prophets also speak. And what they speak is the word of the Lord. But let's uh, look at what God himself says after Jeremiah saying, I cannot speak. Verse 7, But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So God is saying, what you are going to be speaking is not your own words. It's my command. And Jesus in uh, John chapter 12 said, he said, the words that I speak is not my words, my own words, but the command of the Father. So he spoke just as he said, just as he heard from the Father. So he was a prophet. Jesus was a prophet, which means he was speaking the word of the Lord. And every word of the Lord shall come to pass. Why? Because uh, Isaiah tells us in chapter 55 that uh, through the mouth of the Lord, that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts because this is the difference. When I speak, he said, what goes out of my mouth shall be accomplished and it shall not return void. So what God speaks shall accomplish. What Jesus uh, said shall accomplish because it was the word of the Lord. But in this uh, basically story, Jeremiah is the prophet of God and God says, what you're going to be speaking is what I command you. Now pay attention to this, verse 8, do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Who are those who says, don't be afraid of them? These are those that he, Jeremiah is going to be speaking the word of the Lord to. And that means they're not going to be receiving the word of the Lord. But God says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. How? By the word that is being put inside of the mouth of Jeremiah, the prophet of the Lord. And he says, this causes you to be above nations and above kingdoms. And look at this, so that to root out and to pull down. So the word of the Lord is able to root out, what do you root out? A tree. And to pull down, to destroy and throw down. What do you destroy and throw down? A building, a city, to build and to plant. So it's not only for destruction, but also it's for building and planting. So he languages, he uses two language. One is the, far, the garden language, which is about the trees being uh, rooting out. And the other is the language of a city, which is the building uh, of a city. So God is talking about a garden and he's talking about a city. So the word of the Lord in the mouth of Jeremiah the prophet, God says, will put you over all the kingdoms and nations. 
so that I can destroy what was built previously and I can build something new inside of them. So where do you see this happening? Let's go to the book of Revelation before continuing this in chapter 21 so we can understand what is being spoken. Chapter 21 verse 1 Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. So what John sees is a new heaven and a new earth. And verse 2, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So we have new heaven and then we have the new earth. And then he says, I saw the new Jerusalem also. So something has happened. The old has become new. So what do we see? A city. What is the city, New Jerusalem? But if you look at chapter 22, he showed me, verse 1, a pure river of water of life. The language now all of a sudden becomes garden language. Uh, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its um, fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So what do we see? A garden. So chapter 21 speaks concerning a city. Chapter 22 talks about a garden. But this garden is grown to become a city. It's not one small garden. It is taking over the whole earth. What is the story? Heaven and earth are becoming one. And this is what Jesus said. He said, this is the way that you should pray. Pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your uh, will be done, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of heaven be on earth. This is the coming of new Jerusalem out of heaven into the earth. So the new Jerusalem is one heaven and earth made into one. It's basically the two becoming one. And it's that if you look at the old uh, story of the garden, it was only one garden with one man and one woman inside of it. But now here we have this has grown to take over the whole thing because that garden was not supposed to be one. It was supposed to be for everyone. So this is the fulfillment of everything that the word of God has been saying from the beginning it's supposed to be a place uh, a people that their heaven and their earth has become one and they have become the tabernacle of God in which God dwells and God himself becomes a tabernacle for them for them and they dwell in him as well this is not about a future uh, experience this is not talking about a future place this is about a transforming process of from glory to glory through the spirit that is inside of us that gives us understanding so we live out the old skin of the old man and we enter into the new man realities so i just wanted to show you what god said to jeremiah which was through my word in your mouth i will put you over kingdoms and nations and i will root out i will pull down 
and I will destroy and throw down, but I will also plant and build. God in Revelation at the end, he has built this. Now, uh, again, I want to talk to you about what we read in Jeremiah, uh, but I want to remind you, Jesus said what he was going to build. He said, I will build my church. New Jerusalem is the bride of the Lamb, which is the church of Jesus Christ. Yet not this church that right now we know. It's a church that has no blemish anymore. And we saw what the blemishes were in Jude chapter 1. He said, these are, these people are blemishes in your love feasts. They are spots, which means any prophet in the body of Christ that speaks words not according to the revelation of the mystery of Christ, but according to their own imaginations concerning events or using prophecies interpreting as events and specific nations, these defile the body of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? That means they are not, because the whole story of defilement, if you look at the Old Testament, is about death. They are bringing death to the body. They're not life-giving. They're not speaking life. They are speaking fear and a stress and uh, basically uh, imaginations that have no end, that they can take you for years in bondage, that you can even die in all that bondage of thoughts, always waiting for something to happen and never stepping into what God says now is available. For example, this whole story of chapter 21 uh, concerning this heavenly Jerusalem, Paul tells us, or the author of the book of Hebrews, which I believe is Paul, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, he says, but you have come already to this holy mountain, the heavenly Jerusalem. So if we have come, uh, aren't we supposed to put away that way of old thinking, thinking that literally one day there is going to be something from heaven coming down on earth? And now these are all basically uh, connecting everything that I'm saying is everything that we read in the book of Revelation that is being interpreted as the signs of the end, as the events of the end times. But you see every one of them have... Uh, their own uh, true understanding uh, through parallel stories or uh, verses or teachings from Christ himself and from the apostles of the Lord. So now let's therefore uh, go forward and uh, uh, also see this whole process concerning how the word of the Lord is the thing that causes the old to become to grow old and become old become obsolete and be be passed away completely so that the new also can be planted can grow and can grow so much that it can bear fruit this is all by the word of the lord and jesus said heaven and earth would pass away but my word will not pass away to jeremiah god says i have put this word in your mouth and i will do this not true me basically miraculously do these things it will come out of your own mouth now jeremiah is a type of you and i every person that is in the old testament lives inside of you and me. yet not them the uh, 
basically that nature. King, uh, let me just say it clearly, a Pharaoh is you. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is you, just as uh, David is you, just as Solomon is you, just as Adam is you, just as Abraham is you. These are every one of these, every one of the nations, every one of the cities, every one of events, every kind of tree, every kind of animal, they are all inside of you. What does that mean? That means you are the fullness of heaven and earth. Yet not this heaven and the earth, but this in itself, uh, this body and soul and the spirit is the basically is that which is already outwardly seen in God's creation. Which means the way you operate is already shown to you through the creation of God. The way that the tree uh, operates on earth, receiving life from the sun in the heaven and water from the earth is your story because you are a tree planted by rivers of water. And the same way, the story of the stars of heaven, we just saw it, the story of the wheat and the chaff, the story of thorns, the story of the wine, the story of the fig, the story of um, horses, the story of chariots, the story of dragons, the story of lions, bear, uh, the story of Goliath, the story of Israel, Philistine, the story of um, Greece, the story of Persia, me, these are all inside of you. That's why Jesus understood this and he realized that what was written was about me, not about stories concerning things that happened in history, although they happened in history, but now they are concerning me and they're not about future. And once he showed this finally to human beings that guys, look at me, and gain wisdom that everything that was written is about us, is about a man that was made in the image of Adam, but now is growing to become out of that into the image of God. So now let's also look at Jeremiah chapter uh, 23 to understand something concerning the prophecy, prophets, false prophets, and what God says concerning his word. Look at verse... Um, 9 of chapter 23 my heart within me is broken because of the prophets all my bones shake I am like a drunken man and like a man whom uh, wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words for the land is full of adulterers for because of a curse the land mourns now remember god said this is all about pulling down and then planting the new things and i said these are all about you the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up their course of life is evil and their might is not right for both pr uh, prophet and priest are profane now what is the profanity what is coming out of their, them. Jesus said there is nothing that uh, defiles a man, there is nothing outside of a man that defiles him, but it's that which comes from within, from the heart. Every word that comes out of the uh, mouth. So he says, the prophets are profane, 
Yes, in my house, I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. So who is the house of the Lord? The prophets themselves, because your body is the temple of the Lord and he is inside of you. Therefore, they, their way shall be to them like slippery ways in the, in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall uh, in them, for I will bring disaster on them. The year of the punishment, uh, says the Lord. Why? Because every falsehood that they have spoken, they must be destroyed. Every wrong belief, every imaginations that they have. This is not about punishment over people in the sense of uh, destroying them, giving them sickness or killing them. This has to do with things inside, on the heart. This is something that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 4, but I will get there. Verse 13, And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied by Baal and caused my people uh, Israel to err. Now, in the book of Revelation, in the church, uh, there are basically those who are called Jezebel. And Je Jezebel means the one who is married to Baal. And Jezebel, it says, calls herself a prophetess and she teaches. So here he says, these prophets are prophesying by Baal, not by me. And Jesus Christ is saying, you were supposed to be prophesying out of the revelation of Christ, not according to what you think, out of the teachings of Babylon. Uh, verse 14, also I have seen a horrible thing in the prophets of Jerusalem. They commit adultery and walk in lies. So what is coming out of the mouth of the prophets, it's not the truth. It's not the person of Jesus Christ. It doesn't bring grace because it doesn't reveal Jesus Christ. They speak lies. They also strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns back from his wickedness. Verse 15, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, behold, I will feed them with wormwood. God says the wormwood is so that um, basically it's something that is given to the false prophets. Now, I've heard teachings, not recently, this is seven years ago, eight years ago that we got just saved, that people were talking about wormwood and what it is and uh, how, I'm sorry to say, stupid are these ways of interpreting that people were talking about a ship that Russia uh, had uh, put into the sea at the time of, I don't know, uh, maybe World War One or Two, whatever, and the name of that uh, ship was Wormwood, and they were talking about some of the events of basically uh, the seven trumpets happened during the time because the Wormwood is mentioned there. But here it says the Wormwood is given to the prophets, and who is a prophet? The one who speaks. Where is he speaking from? Out of the dictates of his own, own heart. Uh, so where is the wormwood is going into his heart? What is it? What is it going to do? It's going to cause bitterness. So the words that the prophets were not were being spoken would not be uh, basically drank anymore. They were not. They would not be received anymore. But uh, let's put that for another session. Verse uh, sixteen. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. That's amazing. They speak a vision of their own heart. There you go. 
they speak the vision of their own heart. It's not according to the vision and revelations of the Lord. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, I speak nothing except that which I have, which is uh, the abundance of visions and revelations of the Lord. So, and right after that, he says, because I was cut up to paradise. And then he says, I saw a man in Christ. That is the new heaven and the new earth. And he says, because that's the paradise. And paradise was the new Jerusalem. And the new Jerusalem was heaven and earth made one. So Paul, he says, I saw visions of the Lord. I heard inexpressible words because uh, they, when I begin to speak, everybody comes against me. Just as God said to Jeremiah, he said, just speak the word and do not be afraid of their faces. Paul says, I'm, ex I'm exper experiencing this. I'm, I'm speaking and I constantly receive. Right after that, he says, messengers of Satan, thorns. And Jesus said, thorns in Matthew chapter 7, you can go and study. He says, false prophets, they are known by their words. And he said, have you ever seen a thorn giving you any other fruit, giving you grapes? No. So now he says, what? The moment you have a thorn in the flesh, you immediately realize that's coming from a false prophet, from a false prophecy. And uh, in that sense, Paul says, when I was caught up to paradise, in paradise, you're not supposed to be having thorns. And he didn't. He says, but then later a thorn was given to me because now he's out of that place. Now he's in the midst of people and people are speaking. And they're speaking not according to the revelation of Jesus Christ. They're according to how their organization is working. They're working according to how they can set up the church for themselves. They are already in Jerusalem, Peter, James, John, all those people. And they don't even dare to leave Jerusalem and go to other nations and fulfill the commission that was given to them because they are in the fear of the Jews. And they're now mingling with them and they're living with them and they're becoming like them and they're forgetting the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and they're turning back to where they came from. So they're becoming, in a sense, false prophets. Their words are becoming thorns. Now, we understand that what we read now in the epistles are not those peoples. We see people that are, honestly, they are uh, representing the heart of Jesus. They are manifesting who he is. You can read uh, what First John, uh, it's, it's all about the love of God. You can see First Peter and Second Peter and see the heart of a shepherd in his epistles. But you have to see there, there was a transformation that because Paul stood in their face, they also um, finally were set free from that way of thinking. Anyways, uh, let's continue in verse 16 that after that um, that we read do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you they make you worthless they speak a vision of their own heart not from the mouth of the Lord they continually say to those who despise me the Lord has said you shall have peace and to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, no evil shall come upon you. Again, uh, the, the, Jesus said, I have come to bring not peace, but a sword. And yet he said, I don't mean to uh, take peace from the earth. I'm talking about the 
peace that you have made with falsehood inside of you. We may get to this in uh, Isaiah chapter 28. He says, your, uh, your covenant with death will be annulled. Uh, the refuge of lies, I will destroy them. These are the things in the heart. These are the, the peace, the false peace, the false bond that in the heart and they have become strongholds and they must be coming down. God said to Jeremiah, my word in your mouth will do this, which means the word of true prophecy can change uh, these things in the heart of everyone. So, and this doesn't need to come from the outside. This can be, I mean, from the mouth of uh, any prophet or from any teacher or from me. This can be experienced. I haven't heard these things from other people. These are directly from the Lord. So the Lord himself inside of us can be that prophet, the spirit of Christ, and he can teach, he can speak the word, and through that we can be set free. Uh, so let's move on, verse 18. Now he says, For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord, and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind, it, will, it uh, will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. This is that which was, we, we read this um, basically, the whole story of David that uh, he was a man after God's heart but now this is about Jesus a man after God's heart and which means uh, was willing to let God work in him and cause him to sit on the throne of David on the sit sit on the throne of glory sit in a place that there is no enemy that he has risen from the dead no more to go back to corruption so he says uh, until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart and then look at this in the latter days you will understand it perfectly this is everything that i told you you don't understand it now but in the latter days you will understand it perfectly jesus rose from the dead he says everything that was written in the law in the prophet in the psalms were concerning the christ that you just saw was dead but now behold he's alive and now you are my witnesses Look at verse 21 concerning old prophets. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesy. How many prophecies daily you are hearing concerning, I saw the Lord, He showed me a vision, He told me, and He said His coming. Just one example that I told you. He said, the gates of salvation are closing, no more, no one is coming. And yet He says, I didn't send them they ran by themselves they're following the dictates of their own heart and they think what they are hearing is god and they don't know it's themselves it's the idol set in their own temple now let's move on uh, verse uh, look at verse 22 but if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. 
Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Let's understand what he means, because people say God is in heaven. Verse 24, can anyone hide himself in the secret places, says the Lord? Uh, shall I not see him? Do I not, listen to this, do I not fill heaven and the earth, says the Lord? So he said, am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Am I not the God that fills the whole heaven and earth? So then that understanding that God is in heaven uh, must also be removed from our understanding. Because he says, I'm in the heaven and the earth. But yet, what heaven and what earth? This is the spirit of the Lord that descends in the lowest part of your being and ascends to the height of your being and fills you with himself that God may be all in all. These are the revelations that Paul began to teach. Now he says, previously in your heaven and in your earth, it was nothing about God. It was you feeling with them. It was your own imaginations. It was your own falsehood. It was your own teachings. It was your own gods, which was nothing but Again, idols that you put inside of you. But me, through the word that I speak, according to my own thoughts, according to my own heart, I will change this and I will remove everything from you and I will make you a brand new man in whom there is no, uh, nothing from the old. But just as Paul said, all things are from God. Because he said, for if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And then he makes a comment and all things are of God. The new creation, which is a new man, a new heaven and new earth. God has filled him with the fullness of himself. Uh, Paul again, um, Ephesians chapter 3, after talking about this revelation of the mystery that was given to him, he says, Now I pray that he may strengthen you in the inner man, that you may be able to comprehend, to grab hold of uh, with all the saints. What is this uh, length and width and height and depth of, later you see, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Again, you go back to the book of Revelation, chapter 21. There is a city coming down from heaven, New Jerusalem, and it has length, width, height, and they're all equal. That's perfection. That's man growing to become the fullness of God because God has filled this man from top to bottom, uh, top to bottom, from bottom to top, uh, from the east to the west, from the north to the south, in every corner and every a part of himself now he is one with God now look at verse 25 I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name saying I have dreamed I have dreamed again the video that I saw today I had a dream and Jesus told me mm, no it wasn't Jesus it wasn't Jesus because uh, you have to be able to discern uh, every word that you hear, every dream that you see uh, through the, basically the truth that is being revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, through what God accomplished through Jesus Christ. If you don't see it, if you don't see him 
uh, as the one who came not to destroy but to save and you say that the gates of uh, salvations are closed uh, you fall into the category that we are reading here you're speaking out of your own now let's say let's see what happens um, to this way of thinking this way of prophesying this people and what must happen this is what God says how long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies indeed they are prophets uh, of the deceit of their own heart who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. Okay, now he says, every prophet that has a dream, let him speak. But my prophets, my people who have my word, let them speak. So he puts them uh, basically in a picture that one is standing here and the other is standing on the other side one has the dreams that he has he has dreamed and the other one out of basically his own heart the other one has the word of the Lord right then he says what is the chaff to the wheat says the Lord so do you see what these prophets are saying are the chaff coming out of their mouth the words that are speaking is a chaff, but the other prophet, what he's speaking is the wheat. He's giving you the wheat. But let's understand even after that what God says. Now, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord? God says, my word is a fire. But in the context, this word where was this word that God says, my word is fire? He said, in the mouth of Jeremiah, in the mouth of my prophets, those who are after my heart, those who have stood in my counsel, those who have heard my word, my word in their mouth is a fire. The word in other people's mouth, uh, false prophets, is a chaff. So what is going to happen? The fire out of the mouth of the true prophets is going to burn every word that was spoken by the false prophets uh, and this picture you can see this in the book of first uh, Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 4 when uh, Paul picks up this story of the garden and the building of the city and he says uh, me myself and Apollos we are the ones that are co-workers with God so that we can um, plant a tree inside of you or we can build you as a city. And the way we do is we hear God's word and we speak it to you. And the way we, and when we do this, that causes the word to be planted in you and a stone be given to you. So every time that we do, we are helping that your garden may be planted and your uh, city may be built. And he says, but let's everyone take care, take heed how he builds uh, after this. Because for example, for the building, for the city, if you use uh, straw, hay, all those things, he says the fire 
would reveal that. But in the context, he's saying that the words again. So the word that's being spoken from the mouth of the Lord, the truth that is being spoken as from God through the mouth of the prophets of God, they act like a fire. And if we don't have the truth inside of us, but we have falsehood, that would remove that. But then after that, uh, you can also hear the truth beyond that and then be built. So you're not supposed to only lose, but you have to have gain. So you lose that which was not from God and you receive that which is from God. And this is a word that is causing your old to pass away and the new to come. So right here we saw that God says uh, that my word is like a fire. So when we look at, for example, let's look at the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ um, from chapter 8, uh, we read in verse, for example, 7. We read that it says, the first angel sounded, which is sounding of a trumpet. This is the first trumpet being sounded. Hail and fire followed. In fact, um, the word followed should be became. So this is what it says. The word or the, the sound of a trumpet, the voice of the trumpet became like a fire. It became like a hail. Now, God said, my word is a fire. So the angel of the Lord, the messenger of the Lord has a message. What is that message? Is the word of the Lord. What is it coming as? As a fire and as hail. So what is God is doing? What is God doing? He's doing something to the old. So this message that you're hearing, if you hear it, if you receive it, therefore this would destroy something that is from the old. Why? Because any, any field that you want to plant any good seed, you have to first get rid of the old. Any, uh, any again, uh, earth that you have, any ground that you have that you want to plant or build, a building in it you have to destroy that which was already there so what is the story here what is the revelation he says God is giving a message and that message is through an angel and the angels in the book of Revelation you can see it they are the spirits of God one of them is understanding so he says that understanding that word that came out of this spirit uh, became like a fire so that understanding consumes every wrong understanding. That's what it's saying. So what about hail? Let's look at a couple of verses and understand what hail is. Let's go to uh, the book of uh, Isaiah. I think we can look at chapter uh, 28, 14. Yeah, 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule these people who are in Jerusalem. Who were the rulers, the priests, the prophets, the kings? Uh, these are the rulers. Now, when Jesus came, we had uh, high priests, Pharisees, scribes, rulers of these people. But now in the church, we have all those things. So he says, you scornful men who rule these people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with Sheol we are in agreement, 
when the overflowing scourge passes through it will not come to us for we have made lies our refuge so what they have done the lies uh, are so uh, innumerous that they have become a refuge a hiding place a secret place and he says we have made them our refuge that means they have hid themselves under that secret place under that refuge but what is above them what is hiding them the lies and then he says and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves they have covered themselves with falsehood so therefore thus says the lord god behold see how jesus comes into picture i lay in zion a stone for a foundation paul said no one can um, basically lay any foundation except that which is jesus christ this is first um, again first corinthians chapter 3 maybe verse 5 or 6 a tried stone a precious stone a sure foundation whoever believes basically in him will not act hastily and i will make judgment that's the correct translations the measuring line and righteousness the plummet okay he uses two words and then he relates them to two equipment equipment one is judgment and the other is righteousness and the equipments are measuring line and plummet where do you use measuring line and a plummet where you have destroyed that which was the old and now you want to plant a new or build a new building you start with the foundations with the foundation but the foundation will not be laid except if you have done the correct measuring and then if you have made that you have you you, you make sure that you've used uh, the plummet so it's not going to be uh, a building that is not going to stand so he says that means judgment and righteousness has been perfectly done and that stone that is being laid is according to that righteousness and that judgment that means jesus christ is the judgment of god and is the righteousness of god now this is the amazing part you are being built on top of this foundation that means your measure is going to be exactly according to the foundation that is being built because every house every room that is being built every house that we have every building that is being built is exactly according to the foundation and the chief corner stones that are around us so god has already declared your end from the beginning by showing you jesus christ is your foundation so now let's grow up to the same measure also and he says this is what i do and he says but before this the hails will sweep away the refuge of lies so he said we had hidden ourselves under falsehood under this hiding place under lies and he says hails will remove them the hails that come they will remove the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place okay so this is what god is saying he says for me to build the new i need to get rid of the old so the hail and fire of revelation chapter 8 
He says, or that I can sweep away every refuge of lies that you have been trusting in. So your falsehood may go away. Your old may go away. Anything of the old that has secretly hidden himself in your belief, in the stronghold of your mind, they must be cast down and pulled down. How are they going to be done? Not according to external events, but according to the word of the Lord that is being spoken to you. So where is that going to come? It's according to now the revelation of truth that God is speaking to you. Now, why hail? And where does hail come from? What is hail but uh, basically a um, water that is become ice? So from, let's say from uh, the clouds, we can have rain or we can have hailstones. Now, hailstone is not a pleasant thing because it can destroy uh, the flowers. Uh, flowers like to have uh, basically the dew or a rain that is very um, soft dropping on it. So therefore, the hailstone has nothing to do with your new earth that is bearing uh, um, fruit or having new plants. It has to do with the old. So it's a strong word spoken against the old. So the old can be gone. Now, how is this going to happen? Through the revelation of Jesus Christ. That means the revelation of the Christ that is in you is going to be a strong hailstone against uh, the Adam that we had taken its image upon. This is what Jesus said, my word uh, shall not pass away, but heaven and earth will pass away. Uh, so here we see that this is a picture that is already given to us by Isaiah. But there are other uh, verses that we can uh, look at. So let's go to Psalm 91, <clears throat> the famous verse, verse 1 that says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now we come to the secret place of the Most High. This is not the secret place of lies because the same secret place that we read here is exactly used in the verse that I read for you in Isaiah chapter 28. So there is a secret place for the lies but there is a secret place called the secret place of the Lord. Now that's not anywhere outside of you that's inside of you when Jesus said when you pray go into your secret place. We have taught on this before you can uh, look at basically um, uh, I don't exactly remember which video, but I think it's the one that I talked about uh, prayer that uh, who, whatever you ask in my name, in my name, I think that would be um, the video uh, in what Jesus meant series. But anyways, uh, Jesus said, go into your secret place. And um, here in Psalm chapter 91, we read, uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So out of the secret place of the Most High, there is going to be things happening that will basically get uh, things that were on the other secret place, which is again inside of you, um, out. So he could get them 
out. And let's understand this in the context of uh, Psalm chapter 18. Verse 1, I will love you, uh, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Look at um, verse 9. It says, He uh, bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet, speaking of the Lord. And he rode upon a cherub or cherubim, and flew and flew upon the wings of the wind he made darkness his secret place his canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies okay so he says he made darkness his secret place the secret place of the the most high uh, is the most holy place of the tabernacle so if you are the temple of the holy spirit the secret place inside of you and it says it's a it's darkness why darkness because if you look at how the tabernacle was arranged in the story of the tabernacle of moses uh, tabernacle had no window it had only basically um, a, a carton that would divide it from the outside but when you come inside the tabernacle there was a curtain again a veil between the holy and the most holy and in the most holy there was no light not even the lampstand that was in the holy place in the most holy place there was nothing darkness absolute darkness and it says he makes uh, darkness his secret place so that he can give you light so what god is doing he's removing every light every false knowledge so you can begin to see everything through the light that he is giving you verse 12 from the brightness before him his thick clouds passed with hailstones coals of fire uh, and right after that says the lord thundered from heaven and the most high uttered his voice so what was the thundering the voice of the lord and he says and where do you see thundering in a cloud but he says in verse 12 that these clouds these thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire so the picture that he's giving us is about a god that is in the cloud and from the cloud comes hailstones and he says from that cloud also comes thundering and this thundering is from heaven and this is the voice of the lord because he says and he the most high uttered his voice hailstones and coals of fire he even gives us interpretation he says the voice of the lord was the hailstone and coal coal of fire so what did we see in revelation chapter 8 we saw hailstones and fire so what were they for what were they they were the voice of the lord the voice of the lord is the one that actually causes the old to pass away so you can read um, the rest which is amazing but i want to show you something now also in the book of revelation 
Uh, but before that, let's look at Matthew chapter 24. Uh, in, this is concerning the coming of Jesus. Remember, we started from Matthew chapter 24 when Jesus said all these things must happen. One of the so that the heaven and earth can pass away and this generation can pass away. Uh, look at verse uh, chapter 24, verse uh, 27. He says, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So he said the coming of the Son of Man will be like a lightning. Again, where do you see lightning? In a cloud. And if you go before that, he says, Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he's in the desert, and do not, do not go out. Uh, or look, he's in the inner room. Do not believe. For he comes like a lightning. Now, let's see who are they that he's talking about. Verse 24. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect, those who are chosen. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, he's here, do not believe. And how many times are we hearing these things that he's coming? He says, don't believe. Why? Because the coming of the Son of Man is not like from the outside that people are going to see. I've heard and keep hearing people concerning about literal gates in the city of Jerusalem where Jesus will enter the earth. These are not literal um, events that are going to happen. He says this is going to be like lightning. We have to see in the context. We have to see the symbolism. And he says false Christ and false prophets would tell you look outside. True Christ and true prophets would reveal to you the mystery that Christ that everybody was waiting for is in you. This is the mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations. And Paul says it has been revealed to us through the Spirit that Christ is in you. So the coming, therefore, of this Christ, where is this coming going to happen? It's going to be through the voice inside of you, of the Spirit of God, that turns to become sometimes a lightning Jesus just talked about sometimes like a thundering that Psalm chapter uh, 18 told us about it can become coals of fire it can become hailstones what is it doing it's coming out of the heavens of your spirit into the realm that is under basically the in, in the past has been under the influence of other things like your thoughts your imaginations your belief system and he says now the voice of the lord is going to remove all those refuge of lies and he himself will fill your heaven and earth with himself and there right after that he said so therefore this is what something must happen verse 29 uh, the sun will be darkened the moon will not give its light and the stars of heaven will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken then the sign of the Son of Man will ha happen, uh, will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see this is the sign of the Son of Man. The Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. One of the first angels sounded the first trumpet, and what was that? What did that do? It brought fire. It brought um, hailstone. So Jesus said, 
If you want to see your old generation to pass away, you need to see the sign of the Son of Man. Where do you see these signs? Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. Who is the door? Jesus. He said, I am the door. If I lay down my life, I can open the way for the sheep so you can enter into place that I myself am. So you can enter where he is, which is in the Father. Not in the Father, but in the Father. So, and he says, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me saying what is the voice of the trumpet he says come up here and i will show you things which must take place or become after this it says immediately i became in the spirit i'm just reading you the correct translation and behold a throne set in the heaven didn't jesus say you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand coming with the cloud okay here he's sitting uh, on the throne in heaven Verse 3, and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. I, we've taught already on this. This is about sonship. And there was a rainbow. Where do you see rainbow? Above a cloud. Uh, around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed with robes, with, in white robes. And they had crown of gold on their heads. Look at this. And out of the throne, where was the throne? In the cloud. Proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Jesus said, if you see this sign happening inside of you, if you begin to finally put away the false prophecy of the false prophets and false Christs and turn within where Christ is, then you set your mind on things above where Christ is at the right hand of the Father, which is the throne. And out of that throne will come lightning and thundering and voices. What are they? Illuminations, understandings, hailstones, strong words to take away the refuge of lies. This is that which is happening. And it says seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So therefore, the secret place of the Most High, which is this place that we are talking about right now, the throne inside of you in the Most Holy Place, causes everything else that is not from God to be made, uh, to be gone. That is the whole story of Jesus saying, I, my word shall not pass away. Now, the book of a revelation starts by Paul, John saying what this story is about. It says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it says the way I received this, I was in the um, basically Patmos. And I was there for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. It says I was there for the word of God. That means everything that he's received is the word of God. The lightning is the word of God. The thundering is the word of God. The, the fire is the word of God. Um, the lake of fire is the word and the spirit of God. You can see this. I mean, I have so many verses that I wanted to talk to you about uh, that how even God himself says uh, that the breath of the Almighty becomes the brimstone. Uh, brimstone. And you see the lake of fire, fire and brimstone, word 
and the Spirit of God which will cause every false image that you had taken upon yourself I had taken upon myself to be burned in that place so the word and the Spirit of the Lord is able to burn everything that must be burned so that that which must be revealed inside of us could be revealed which is Christ in you now he says this is not going to be happening by you trying to do it this is through the seven angels of God what are the seven angels of God the seven spirits of God what does that mean this the Holy Spirit inside of you is the fullness of God and he's the one that will give you understanding knowledge power all those things and through that you can rest and all you need to do is to be willing to put away the tradition of man put away philosophies pull, put pull, put away uh, lies put away uh, human perception put away wrong doctrines but rely on the doctrine of Christ rely on the teaching of Christ rely on teachings that reveal Christ in Jesus Christ and then through that reveal Christ in you and that's the only way that you can continue to uh, grow and I'm going to end by Psalm chapter uh, 148. So you can see that uh, these are not basically human teachings. These are can be backed up by the word of God. And we have to always do this. Look at uh, Psalm chapter 48 verse 1. 148 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from heavens. Uh, praise him in the heights praise him all his angels every one of these things is you yourself praise him all his hosts praise him sun and moon praise him all you stars of light praise him you heavens of heaven and you waters above the heaven let them praise the name of the lord for he commanded and they were created he also established them forever and ever he made a decree a word which shall not pass away just as jesus said praise the lord from the earth you great sea creatures and all the depths fire and hail snow and clouds stormy wind which is the word spirit fulfilling his word i just gave you a one-liner from psalm 148 concerning everything that i was talking about this is fire and hail snow and clouds is the stormy spirit of god fulfilling his word every word that is being spoken shall be done and performed through the spirit of god so every word that you hear as a word of prophecy shall be done by the spirit of the lord in you just that's why paul says in second corinthians 3 beholding as in a mirror uh, the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord so what is being revealed can be fulfilled only by spirit so god also said in psalm chapter in isaiah 51 i have covered you with my hands with my spirit and i have put my word in your mouth that i may create 
a new heaven and a new earth. Now look at right after that. It says mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying uh, fowls, kings of the earth and all the peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maiden, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heavens and he has exalted the horn of his people, that's you and me, the praises, uh, the praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. So everything that I just read for you, they are the people of the Lord. And he says, how is he going to do this? By the spirit and the word that is inside of you. Paul in Romans chapter 10, he says, this word that we preach is not anymore in heaven or on earth. It's in your heart and in your mouth to speak it. And he says, this is the word of faith that we preach. This is the righteousness that is of faith. This is that which God says, this is who you are and you believe and your confession begins to change. And by doing so, your, the word of the Lord will not pass away because the spirit in you will fulfill it. And at the same time, your old heaven and your old earth will pass away. All right. And uh, there are so many verses. In fact, Genesis to Revelation is all the language of heaven and earth. And you can see any times from now on you read and it says, Oh, you heavens rejoice or you trees of the field clap your hands it's not talking about the natural elements of creation these are realities inside of you and inside of me hope this is helpful and this answers in the midst of all this chaos that is happening in the world and prophecies that are coming out of uh, the church um, be some basically hope uh, to understand what is happening uh, this evil shall be cut off from the earth, whatever it is, coronavirus, um, any name that is named must bow down uh, to the name that is the excellent name of the Lord. And this name is the name that David said uh, to Goliath, I don't come by spear or sword, but in the name of the Lord. And this name of the Lord is fully revealed now. The name is Jesus. Yeshua salvation the Lord is my salvation and this name is above every name and this name is the name by which every man shall be saved so let's pursue on the knowledge of this one man Jesus Christ which is the Lord which is our King which is our God which is our brother which is our shepherd which is our image our mirror everything he is all who is is all that we are so we can uh, look at him we can um, basically allow the wisdom that he has become for us to become our wisdom he become our righteousness he becomes our strength and through this uh, through this um, even we can begin to make decrees just as the Lord does uh, and we can become the deliverers that were supposed to stand on Mount Zion and bring deliverance to many we can be those who are being surrounded by songs of deliverance by the lord and we can begin to sing a new song also in our mouth 
not anymore according to the revelations of the past but according to the revelations of the new and we can enjoy uh, basically bringing uh, the kingdom that is within us uh, its operation through us and its manifestations on earth in people around us and in this world uh, so I end by um, saying that um, I need you to do me a favor and I really um, need to ask you to please share this video with your friends please I know everybody is in Facebook and daily we share stuff over and over let's um, send out truth let some people hear um, just share it you know it's we have to at some point become uh, the ones that if we receive we also let uh, give it to others so they can also benefit from we are you may be one of i don't know uh, few in the world right now that is hearing something different than what uh, mainstream church has been teaching for years and not that they are evil but that's the only thing that they have believed from their teachers and they continue to do so and until we begin to preach they will not hear it now let's start this by people that are around us let them hear the truth let them come out of a false expectation of a rapture in future let's them have hope let them know what kind of spirit is inside of them what kind of word is inside of them so they can benefit from this and uh, just email them share in your Facebook share uh, in your Twitter put them uh, in a text message and send it to people and let them hear uh, this word and understand because um, this literally I believe we what we are preaching is not going to happen until um, basically the revelation of the truth of the word of God comes to the body of Christ that means just as right now something is over the church uh, which is basically 95% of the percent of the church the, the belief concerning the coming of Jesus the end times uh, the finality of everything when the earth is this story is over uh, these things are the belief systems today and we have to uh, get over these things we have to get into the revelations of Jesus Christ so if this has blessed you please share it uh, and let other people know about this and also uh, we have um, a couple of weeks ago we launched our membership platform and I want to invite you to join us because there are things that we have covered in these courses that are very detailed uh, very organized and they can help you and you can benefit from them a lot so please check it out the link is also in the description and uh, also send it to your friends to your family members that they can also benefit from and until next week uh, the revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ may increase in you may them bear fruit in you and may you live above the earth in the clouds meeting the Lord every moment and hearing from him and speaking his word Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of His knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. 
For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles, about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book, The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.